Hello, and welcome to a Pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan. My pronouns are he, him. And today I am joined by... Hey there, guys. My name is Tyler. Uh, pronouns are he, him. I'm going to be playing uh, Ricky, the fire-affected street exorcist. Hi, everybody. My name is Christina. I will be playing Elion. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, and Elion's pronouns are they, them. Uh, they are a water-aspected investigator. Hi, everyone. My name's Cody. Pronouns are he, they, and I play Amalar Divine, the air-aspected shady businessman. Hi, my name is Britt, and I play Resh Ferris. My pronouns are she, her, as well as Ferris's. She is a wood-aspected dragon-blooded who has a familiar named Zeke, who is a ferret, and she's kind of a performer, petty theft. And this is Exalted, like a dragon-blooded. On this episode, Elian fights a mountain. Divine is proud of his work, and Ricky and Ferris are very, very punk. Also, I wanted to go over some things before we get into game. First thing is, you'll notice that we've decided to actually, for the first act, talk in very specific amounts in yen, uh, the guild script. Uh, this is a narrative choice on my part, as money is a key factor in the first act's quest of buying the office for the Goesatara family. Normally, this is resolved with a simple use of resources, and potentially overstressing that background may cause backlashes for a player who flaunts their money too much. I just wanted to go over that, as in most games normally you're not going to hear people talk about very specific dollar amounts with bets or stealing money and what have you. You'll just kind of yada yada it, as is the system's nature. Besides that, I wanted to mention, we're splicing in the end of session three with the beginning of session four together. It's pretty obvious where one stops and the other begins, but I wanted to put that up front as I did my best to smooth over any weird technical differences that might arise as far as like uh, sound quality goes. With that out of the way, there's some good outtakes at the end of this. Hope you enjoyed the episode. And then they start playing. And they're actually good. To everyone's surprise. Perfect. <laughs> So, Britt, what would you like to do while they are giving you a good cover for whatever that you and Zeke want to do? Well, I have two different charms that would work really well in this instant. I have audience-enthusing display and invisible street performer technique. But I think... Since they're already playing, and I'm sure other people are probably dancing, I might just go ahead and use invisible street for performer technique to uh, start like the dancing and stuff. And I'll have, obviously, Zeke helping me out because he's got to be sneaky as well. And while I'm doing it, try to like pickpocket people. Um, it's the invisible street performer technique. The dragon blood vanishes into her performance, receding from her audience's notice. She rolls manipulation plus performance. 
As long as she continues to perform, characters who resolve as beaten by her role cannot directly notice her. While they see or hear her artistic display, they pay no mind to the person performing it. So then, uh, you're going to be rolling uh, Manipulation Plus Performance to see how well that you did. Do you want to add anything onto that? Any excellencies? Or do you want to stunt it in any way to uh, give yourself some extra dice? Um, I can add in the excellency because um, I have Audience Enthusing Display, which is an ec- excellency for um, performance. She may add automatic successes to a performance roll for two motes each and ignores the penalty for targeting multiple characters with a social influence role. Yeah, so the way that we would be doing this, she's going to make her way up towards a spot close to the stage. Obviously, if the band's really good, she's not going to like force herself to be like in front of everybody. She will start making like really big gestures and like twirls and stuff like that. And she'll use Zeke to kind of do like balancing acts like along her arms and like flips and stuff like that. Weaving in between the crowd. Maybe he'll like climb up someone, jump off their shoulder and do like a front flip. Stuff like that. Okay, sounds good. I'll give you two extra dice and an automatic success for that. I'm going to spend four of my peripheral for the audience enthusing display two automatic successes. And then I'll use the other two motes of my personal for the invisible street performer technique. And then I add three successes on that. So six successes. All right. That beats, uh, I want to say actually everyone's resolve in uh, this area. So you are now invisible and dancing around. Uh, what actions would you like to flurry while that you dance? I assume that you're pickpocketing people. Yes, and I have a specialization in larceny pickpocketing. Excellent. And were there any oh. charms you wanted to use for that? I'm going to spend one moat to use Nimble Thief's fingers. She rerolls sixes until they cease to appear on a roll to steal an object, pick a lock, poison a meal cheetah cards, or any other use of larceny that involves manual dexterity or sleight of hand. And I'm using one personal, so I'm still not flaring. Okay. Uh, If that's all, then you can go ahead and roll it, unless, of course, you want to stunt anything. I don't know if it counts as stunting, but I basically, because I'm going to be doing it with my performance to stay invisible, I'm going to use my motions in the dance to, like, if I, like, bend backwards... with my hand kind of to reach into like a purse or something or bump into someone for one of the dance moves that kind of knocks something on the floor. And this whole time I want Zeke to also be doing his job at like pickpocketing as well. Two extra dice and a, um, and an automatic success for that. The other thing is, is that since you do have to flurry this action with your performance, um, that means you are at a minus three for the roll. Because it's okay. basically your uh, your uh, you're performing, but you're also doing larceny. So that's four successes, and then a minus three would make it one. Which is still a success, but it's not a great success. But you did also do this without being completely noticed at all. Like there was no chance of them seeing you because you are literally invisible. Now, do I have to roll anything for Zeke, or is that what, like, do you handle that one? I will handle that one. 
Okay, so he got eight on his performance roll, and then for his larceny. Obviously, Zeke is the moneymaker here. All right, so Zeke got uh, 12 total successes because he's a ridiculous ferret thief. It's even better because he knows the value of money and hordes. Once the whole performance finishes up, everybody's pockets are just a little bit lighter. Some people more than others. Between the both of you, the both of you have acquired the equivalent of resources one. Nice. Excellent. Do you guys stick around here or are you guys heading off before uh, after for the uh, the end show? I mean, we might as well listen to the show, right? So as they uh, finish up and everything, their manager comes out and just like, all right, then. It looks like it's time now it's time for the Realm Breakers to give their first ever Q&A. It's time for people from the audience to ask them questions. No, 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 we should go. You know you want to, guys. So you guys are going to head on out before that this gets embarrassing. Uh, it's up to you. <laughs> what do you think? I I chose to watch the play. You get to make this decision now. Ooh, okay, we'll stay around for a minute, but on like the outskirts. That's fine. I have a chameleon skin, so I can kind of blend in a little bit better. Okay, so as you guys kind of slip on towards the outskirts, you can hear uh, you can hear Pompadour Man, uh, Pelops Kaisaku, uh, take the stage, and they look nervous. And then they kind of see the mohawk of Ricky off in the distance and are inspired. And they look uh, towards the crowd and go, All right, jerks, what are your questions? Yes. And they start asking questions and it's it goes fairly well. Do you guys want to add in any questions to yell at them or are we just going to uh hand wave this as uh oh they did pretty good. Brit, how uh how bad do I want to make this? Cuz I have um, an idea. Just give me a yes or no whether I should do the thing. I like to party. Oh no. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, Brendan. Yeah. Um, I would like to cause a scene. I would like to like climb up on the stage and make claims that uh, I don't know. One of the band members like messed around with my sister is always so contrived and overused. He punched you. He punched my horse. Yeah, you're you are mean to my horse, guy. I'm gonna cause a scene and be belligerent and like try to start fighting like the main dude, but I'm gonna like wink at him and make it clear that I'm like trying to like amp him up and we're gonna have like a play fight that I'm going to let him win. You know? Some more some more method acting, if you know what I mean. Okay, okay, I'm super down for this. Uh roll me some decks in performance. Fuck, I don't have any performance, but we're we're doing it live. My deck's, my deck's uh, okay. 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 Here, here. We're gonna, we're gonna make this a little bit a little bit fun. Uh, so you roll up on there, and you get past security because of course you do. What, what are they gonna do? Stop me? Pel- uh, Kaizuku looks to you and just goes, like like just very quietly away from the microphone. Sir, what are you doing? Just roll with it. It'll work great, kid. Promise. I'm feeling nice today. You know, get back to the community and all. Oh, who the who the fuck let this guy up here? Hey, fuck Get- you, buddy. You smacked my horse the other day. I saw you do it. I'm gonna start, like, flailing around fighting him. Oh, your horse? I thought that was your sister. Hey, hey, your sister is an actual horse. Go fuck yourself. 
The dr- the drummer gets up. No one talks about my horse that way. Oh shit! <laughs> you know what that means, right, buddy? It means your drummer rides your sister. <laughs> How dare you! And then you guys are going to basically start uh, fighting each other. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna like anyone who's actually good at combat should like probably have a, an idea that I'm like not fighting genuinely, but like the the bystander thinks that he like beats my ass. Okay, I love it. I love this scene. I'm going to say uh, that is a three dot to me. So that is uh, that is two uh, two extra die. Uh, two successes, and also if you were missing it, you regain a point of willpower. Oh, I haven't used any charms all game. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, let me see here. I mean, you didn't re- regain any essence or anything from the last time we played. That's true. Dexterity plus two two dice. So six dice with two automatic successes. Four successes. Oh, wow. This guy helps you sell it. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, we do like a stage suplex where he like suplex me, but it's like all stage work, and I don't actually hurt myself. You do a stage suplex, and then the drummer, kind of figuring out what's going on, does a stage clothesline where that he throws you onto your horse, and your horse gallops away with you and uh, Ferris on it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> And you guys uh, have, the only and, reason I'm doing this is because I just literally robbed them blind. <laughs> right? Beautiful escape. They'll all realize a little bit later, but for now, they're very happy. And the Realm Breakers are a little bit more popular with the uh, with the anti-realm establishment in uh, in Chiroscuro. Oh, this is perfect. <laughs> Lucille is galloping along the way towards the... Uh, towards the old city gates. And we're going to swing over back to Elian. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was perfect. Anyway, we come back to Elian, who is looking at a uh, very tall, ashen-skinned man who is smiling and looking down at this uh, fire dragon doll. How far away from them am I? Well. Um, I would say that you're probably about 50 feet, but let's say that's about medium range. Uh, I'm just going to be like, excuse me, that's uh, that doll. I need that. That belongs to a child that it was stolen from. May I please have it back? This doll? No, this is a this is a, a Cassieth doll. I'm. You're not going to get this. I need it for my son. Well, there is a small child who had it stolen. Then that child had it stolen from them by a group of thugs. So you would be stealing it again and making sure that a small child, probably about your son's age, uh, is losing a doll that they saved all their money that their father was able to give them to require that doll. No, no, no. I I get this doll. This I am I take the doll fair and square. You cannot have it. And he assumes a fighting stance. Being a martial artist, do I recognize the stance by any chance? Yes and no. It it is a fighting stance from a known martial arts school, but it is not one that is 
using any kind of perfected essence, uh, which is to say this guy, this guy knows martial arts, but he can't use any charms. Got it. Uh, Elian's just going to stand with their hands behind their back. All right. Well, if you feel the need for violence over this, feel free. But I would prefer to resolve this other way. Might makes the right. And uh, I would like you to roll join battle. Uh, So I rolled four successes plus the three auto. So seven. All right. He rolled a two, so he starts at an initiative of five, and you start in, at an initiative of seven. He, You both are currently at medium range from each other. All Elian's going to do is just move towards them. Not assuming any stance, not even looking like I'm going to strike them. Uh, just move towards them. Okay, so uh, your action is to move from medium to short range. While that you're doing that, as they assume a air quotes form, can you give me an intelligence and martial arts role? You've seen a form like this before. It's something that is taught around the area, but is rare to see outside of the arena, outside of uh, arenas and uh, other places uh, where the gladiatorial sports are the the key thing. Uh, are 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 a big are a big deal. Uh, this guy looks like that he is a, if that he could use essence, if he could use the charms for the martial art, this guy is a Kaiser champion. I knew you were going to say Kaiser champion. All right, fuck it. Bring it. This is going to be fun. Um, so he is going to flurry a movement roll uh, to close the distance from short to close and then attack you. Okay, cool. Give me one second to look at all my dodge charms. Let me know what you're going to do, and then I'll roll. It's just, it looks like they're just doing, I assume, a withering, correct? Uh, to describe it, they are coming in for a big, like, haymaker punch at you. No, I'm just going to let him attack, then. He comes in for a haymaker, and you weave out of the way. So, essentially, he's going to go in, miss. Elion's going to, like, shuffle to the side pull their hand out from the behind their back and basically give them uh, a wave motion fist right to the chest. I will definitely give you a, uh, two, two dice for that. Five. Five hits with a threshold of one. Okay, so their, their stuff is not that bad. Oh, I, uh, I forgot some dice with that. Oh, did you? I forgot any accuracy. And since it's close range, it'd be an extra four dice. Okay, go ahead and roll it. Uh, so nine successes total for the first hit. Okay, so then that is a threshold of five. So five plus seven plus my strength, which is two. Which would be 14, and then he has a soak of five. Which would be, so that'd be uh, minus five from that. So that'd be seven. Nine. Okay, so then you roll nine damage. Forks of Texas. Okay, so you hit him. You hit him, and then you take him down by four. So he should be down to one initiative. And then you go up by five. And then I believe that makes it his turn now. Seeing this happen, he is very impressed. Is going to go in for a hard strike directly to uh, your solar plexus. 
with eight successes. Uh, what is your dodge normally? Uh, my dot the my dodge stat itself is a five. Um, so what is your soak? Three. Okay, I'm sorry. They're rolling five damage, so they're going to counter for. Uh, they're going to counter with a hit to the solar plexus. They're going to up their uh, initiative to a four and lower you down to a ten. Uh, real quick, um, Cody. Um, where are the kids at? Are they still with you around all of the venomous creatures? Yeah. Like, unless they decide to run away, because Christina kind of just, like, pushed them off into a side alley of, like, we're going to handle business. Don't. Don't look. Okay. Make me a perception and awareness roll, please. And then we're getting back to combat. Is this, uh... Visual, or am I listening to something? Because I've got a charm if I'm listening. Uh, let's go with it. Uh, it, let's go with listening. You're still kind of like watching the uh, the the chaos of chasing the teenagers off with venomous animals. Yeah. So I'm gonna use my uh, deep listening palm technique and spend five notes, and it allows me to listen through surfaces such as wood and stone as if they were not there. Okay. Three successes. Okay. Uh, so everything that is happening on the other side of the wall, you can hear as if that wall did not exist, uh, which is to say the fight that is happening. Yeah. So, and is homeboy holding on to the doll or? Yes, but you can't see that. Right. I guess I'm going to walk up to the top of the wall and watch the battle pursue. Watching for an opening and then, uh, if the chance arises, rolling stealth to uh, slip in, snatch the doll, and slip out. Okay. Uh, Christina, top of the initiative for you. What are you going to do? Cool. I'm going to spend um, five moats out of my personal because I don't feel like, like flaring right now. And I'm going to activate spiral essence waves. It's a reflexive thing. Uh, essentially... It grants me currently one uh, additional soak, and that increases by plus one per turn to a maximum of my intelligence, which is five. Holy shit. And I believe I can still attack, yes, since it's reflexive. Yeah. Elian's going to take the, the blow to the chest and kind of steady their foot back and not assume their form, but kind of have their hands at the ready. There is a slight golden aura that shimmers around them, and they seem to like steady themselves a little bit more. And I'm still at close range, correct? Correct. Cool. Uh, they're gonna go in and go for a like that essence. Go for a straight gut shot on them. Okay, I'll give you an extra two dice for that. Also, I have to ask: they're not Lintha, right? They are not Lintha. Okay. <laughs> I had to make sure because I still have that specialization for Lintha. Five successes. You beat their defense by one. Two. Okay. Two. So ten. And then they have a soak of five. So you are rolling five dice. Wow. Hot oh, damn. That makes it so much better. Uh, so, can I. Uh, Elion does the gut shot, rears back. And you see the orb appear around their head, and they assume their uh, 
martial arts stance at Blazing Lotus style because I had to hit a five on a withering attack. Okay. That crashes them, I believe. That brings them down to a negative one. And brings me up to a 15, I believe, correct? Uh, wouldn't it bring you up to a 16? Because you get the plus, uh, you got five, right? Yes. And then do I get another one for crashing them? Oh, no, you actually, uh, give me just one second, because I need to actually look up the rules for crashing. It's like actually a big thing. Yeah, it's been a hot minute since we've done that to anybody. Uh, so you successfully reaped five from him, and then you get another five for initiative crashing him. So I'd be at 20. Yes. Well, I assume they're either like wobbling where they stand or on the ground. Uh, they look like they are, uh, pushed back and are having a hard time keeping their footing. Uh, but they're not giving up just yet. Oh, yeah, I'm just gonna look at them. Now that they've assumed their martial arts form and there is a little glowing energy ball swirling around them. Last chance. Surrender the doll. Cause the next one's going for the throat. I cannot give up this doll. My little boy has asked for it and I will not give it up. And he is going in for a massive strike against you. Uh, he is basically, uh, after being pushed back uh, from the Essence Blast uh, and looking a little scorched and worse for the wear, he is coming in with a uh, massive uh, set of punches that are uh, going to happen in rapid succession. And he's going to give it everything that his mortal body has. Okay, I have to see uh, what all being in my form gives me because some stuff may just happen for him existing near me. So just so you're aware, because I'm in my blading, blazing lotus form and I have spiral essence wave up, the energies that are around me become tangible and dangerous to all within close range. This environmental hazard has a damage of int divided by two initiative per turn so that would be two rounded down per turn with a trauma of essence or two which is hot whichever is higher that's just for having spiral essence wave up while i'm in my blading loses form just so you know and my damage is lethal now and my orb gives me more damage when i attack and i'm using int to attack now instead of strength uh, so I'm going to go ahead and reflexively activate uh, afterimage doppelganger technique. It increases my dodge by one. If they miss, they hit basically an afterimage. And I get to ignore uh, the point of onslaught that would come for it. I think I'm just going to use that for now. Okay, so you up your dodge, your evasion by one, and is that all? Yeah, that's all for now. Okay, so he comes in for the hit. You dodge out of the way. I'm going to assume that you're about to finish this guy off. Yeah, I am. Um, I There is so much I have to calculate for decisive now. <laughs> um, but if I remember correctly, you don't add your accuracy in, correct? You do not add your accuracy at all. As promised, Elion is just going to kind of swipe the hand to the side uh, with with one hand and go straight up into the person's throat. 
and just punch him back. Okay. And if I can simultaneously, as they're flying back, uh, they want to go down and just grab the doll out of, like, if they have it tucked into a belt or something, and just kind of hold it afterwards. I'll give you uh, another two dice for that. I think this is all I'm rolling to to hit with decisive. I think it's just the 13. Um, Because most of my stuff, I think, is just to damage for the additional stuff. Like I said, I need to roll a cheat sheet. I mean, that that does hit him. Okay. Uh, What's the threshold for it? The the threshold doesn't matter. Okay. Because it's decisive. Oh, yeah. All right. Then tell me everything I'm adding because it's going to be a whole thing. Um, so you're rolling for damage, you're rolling your 20 initiative, plus anything else that your charms give you. Okay. Uh, real quick, is he considered a non-insignificant opponent? Correct. He is. Okay. Never mind then. No, he, he is not insignificant. He has a name and everything. He actually has a character sheet. Okay, so when I crashed him, I also had a second orb appear. Cool. There's there's conditions to having those appear. Uh, and I'm not even including in the environmental hazard damage. I'm just doing the, the normal stuff for it. Okay. Let's see how much... Do- wow. Holy shit. Okay. Technically, my stuff is lethal now, but I'm not obviously trying to kill this dude just for stealing a doll. I just kind of want to make it so talking's not going to be fun for a couple of days, and they're just knocked the fuck out. So you basically send him flying into the air. He gets some cool scars along the way and you take the doll from him Yeah, and he falls to the ground and he's just like, but I needed that for my son. And uh, from the upper vantage point uh, you uh, that divine is at, he can see that through the gate, uh, that you went through, uh, Little Mountain has begun running to follow uh, behind you. With the little pitter-patter of the little five-year-old's feet, he sees you holding the doll, and he comes up and uh, hugs your leg, a- as a five-year-old is wont to do. <laughs> hi, hi, uh, did you get my did you get my Cassieth doll back? Yes, and now I'm thinking about things. Uh, Little Mountain, that's not your dad, is it? He looks over to the tall, uh, the tall man and uh, goes and shakes him. Dad, what are you doing in town? You said you were in Great Forks with the rest of the family. The man, uh, I'm going to say for uh, if it's cool with you, Christina, uh, he's going to take like some. He's going to take some scars to get himself out of incapacitated. I had a thematic thing I wanted to try if you'd let me uh, Oh sure, yeah. No, I'd rather have you I'd rather have you try something to get him. Uh so Elion's gonna walk over and since I believe I've described them as having like very wet looking hair all the time, um, they're gonna go and kind of wring out their braid so drips of water are going to fall down and kind of not the whole splashing water in your face to wake you up, but kind of similar effects to that. And they're just gonna pat his cheek. And be like, I believe your son is here. And I put the doll in the guy's hand and uh, look at Little Mountain. 
he's uh he's not gonna be feeling great for a little while, so it's your job to take care of him, okay? Oh, oh okay. The man who you had just beat up wakes up at the drops of water on his face. He is going to uh because technically like with that, that much damage you you kind of destroyed him he's gonna take some scars to negate uh health health levels of damage so now he's gonna look like a cool scarred up guy uh and he's going to rise up a little bit on his elbows and look up at you you found my son i did someone had stolen the toy with from the money that he had bought um and then somebody had stole it from them and then you stole it from them. And I suppose I took it back from you to try to give to him. So roundabout circle. Yes, I am sorry. Uh, it's I was only just now stationed in town. Well, I think uh, spending some time with your child might be nice. And probably taking a little time to recuperate. Yes, well, Jelen's not going to be very happy about this. I am, uh, I should probably ask, uh, what is your name? Renal Elion. Elion. I am known, uh, as the Unbowed Ashen Mountain. Uh, my, my, my friends in, uh, in my family, you could call them, call me, uh, call me Uncle Mountain. Uh, Elion's gonna stick a, a hand out to help him up. He stands up. And at this point, uh, Divine uh, is able to come down from the where that he's watching, and uh, Lucille comes around a corner. Hey, what's going on? Well, we uh, so we found the kid who lost a doll, and then we found the kid who took the doll. But that kid lost the doll. Then we ran into Dumb Dumb and Dumber, and then they lost the doll. And then the guy who tried to steal the doll from us, and then the guy who tried to steal the doll from us wound up being the dad of the kid whose doll got stolen. And also part of the Baronado clan. Right. Oh, you all know about us then? Yeah. And are you... Is this, uh, are you part of the the, the guild? What What's the deal here? You You all look a little too cool for that we're uh well we are pretty cool you're right about that yeah we're uh we're, we're you can say we're here for the same reason you are oh fantastic then i will be looking forward to doing uh much work with you all you got a uh base of operations where you're uh set up uncle mountain Oh, not yet. We are working on finding a place to set up, uh, set up Jalin and uh, and the rest of the of the family. I was just in town because I heard rumor that you could get a Cassieth doll here. Apparently, there's only one Cassieth doll in this entire city. Well, of course, there's only one Cassieth doll in in in. Uh, in Chiaroscuro. The entire market of it is that you make all of the dragons uh, very common to find, except the one for that direction. So, like, Sextus Gilus, very, very hard to find out in the scavenger lands. Like, next to impossible. Cassieth, fire dragon, very hard to find down in the, uh, very, very hard to find down, down in south. Then, those, uh, 
teenagers we were gambling with, they uh they happened to lose their other dolls as well. You wouldn't happen to know anything about that, would you? Oh, you mean the the small ones that I steal from? No, not really. I was just looking for Cassieth for for Little Mountain because Cassieth's his favorite. Divine is going to turn to Elion, and that might be uh, something to look into because somebody stole the other remaining, uh, the rest of the set from the kids, and, you know, things had to get nasty because they didn't have any payment to gamble with. And that's something I suppose we can look into at some point. Another problem for another day. For now, I, uh, I guess we should get to finding that, uh, retainer that we were supposed to be talking to. Yes, well, you know what happens in Chiroscuro. Stay in Chiroscuro. Between Ferris and Ricky, you guys got about 8,000 yen out of all those people at the, uh, at the concert. Is that, does that, you mean like the equivalent of yen, like real life yen? That is the equivalent of about 60, uh, silver dinars. Uh, basically it's the equivalent of, uh, of someone being able to like feed and clothe themselves and, uh, house themselves in like the poor district for a year. Okay. So what do I write down on my sheet for money? Cause I'm assuming we're going to split it 50, 50 until we recollect it. Uh, you can write that down in like other notes or something else. I'm going to write it down in inventory. So 80 dinars is the full. So 40 and 40, Brit, is that all right? Uh, no, it, it was, uh, it would be 8,000 yen. We're using yen for this. Oh, okay. That's why I was confused. That's a lot of yen. It makes your numbers look bigger. So I have the collective 8,000 yen written down in my inventory, Brit, but we both, like, I'm assuming have split it. Uh, yes, but I'm also assuming, aren't we getting this money to bid on the, uh, on the- Correct, which is why I didn't split it up to 4,000, 4,000 for confusion. Okay, cool. Just verifying. As I have it, I have the- I have it kept track of, is basically what I'm telling you. Good. One less thing for me to keep track of. Um, is there anything else that you guys would like to do, uh, interaction-wise with, uh, with Uncle Mountain before we head on towards, uh, let me look up that guy's title. I believe you got. I believe that at least uh, Divine and Elian were heading towards the Realtor of Spires Most Divine before they got uh, stopped with uh, doll work. Yeah, I'm down to continue on. Yeah, I'm good to go. Keep going. I don't think there's anything else. Both both mountains, uh, big and little, give you both a uh, fairly respectable, respectful bow and uh, head off in the way towards the uh, the outer city. Um, basically, uh, Big Mountain takes his son onto his shoulders and starts basically bounding through crowds. And you all now find yourself in the old city. Uh, for those native to Chiroscuro, but, uh, also for those who are, uh, new to the area, the buildings here are much larger than out than, uh, the other ones. Uh, they're basically, some of them are like collapsed skyscrapers. Uh, going all the way up to uh, 20 or even 30 stories. But there are nine complete skyscrapers that head out to closer towards the harbor that go up about 100 to 200 stories. There's a few other... Uh, there's a surprising number of horses here. Well, for anyone who's new to town, there's a surprising number of horses. For Elian and Ricky, this is pretty normal. So. Uh... Is this like the horse market or something? Or they having a horse show or what's going on here? 
Have you heard of the Delzen Riders? Yeah, in uh, in passing. They're like the people that run the joint, right? They're kind of adjacent to us and work with the city, but don't rule the city. So they're like another family. Eh. That's one way to look at it, except they're not actually in our group. I guess they're pretty well like since they let them have all the horses here. Are any of the horses like as big as Lucille or are they all normal horses? From time to time, there is a horse that could be compared in passing to Lucille but nothing of the same uh, grandeur, at least not here. Uh, but most of the horses are regular horse size. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, uh, let's get on before somebody tries to jack Lucille, I guess. <laughs> they could try, I just don't think it would end well for them. Oh yeah, sorry, I didn't place the proper emphasis on try. But yeah, I mean, if I was into that thing, I'd probably try to steal that horse. And you'd probably die. Probably. I'm pretty sure it punches harder than I do. Quite possibly. So, are you guys all going to be heading t- towards the tower that has all the that has the person you have to meet with? Or do you guys want to take any uh, detours on the way there? Basically, going around, you guys do see uh, a bunch of people bustling and uh, sell- selling wares uh, through markets that are outside of uh, broken down uh, glass towers. Uh, many of the there is notably not a distinct way to determine if uh, like a, a lot of the men and women here are to you guys uh, who are new here. Their clothing is like interchangeable. Like you sometimes see like men wearing veils over their faces uh, that are decorated very, uh, very neatly. Sometimes you see uh, women doing that. Other times you'll see men who are more or less flaunting their body. Same with the women. And every now and again, you'll see someone who has a piece of uh, gray cloth over over them. Uh, but most of the, most of it, it looks like the the culture that you're kind of seeing. Uh, it looks like that a lot of them have not a set in set in stone way of dress. As you guys are traveling through the market towards the tower you were instructed to go to to speak with this person something does catch all of your attention there is a massive square mile in the middle of a bunch of ruined towers that is currently reflecting the uh the midday sun on a massive golden field there is just a straight up flat area in the dead-ass middle of this city that is a golden field. Hey, we should go sunbathe. Brandon, what's reflecting through that? The sunlight is reflecting on the gold in the middle of this field. Do we know what that normally is? For Elian and Ricky, who live here, yeah, you guys know exactly what it is. It's the field of gold. There is a straight-up mile of gold on the ground. I bet if we stole that, that would be enough to pay for that floor on the uh, building. You are welcome to try, but I do not advise it. Ricky, just tie one end of it up to Lucille and then have her run away. Yeah, I don't know about that one, Chief. You all have no sense of adventure. And then Divine's going to keep walking. 
So there is a choice before you all. The tower that you guys have to get to is on the opposite side of the field of gold. No one's on the gold area right now. Do you want to just cross there? It is quicker to go that way. Or would you guys rather go through the city? Doesn't it get really hot? Yeah, yeah, it does. Like any metal in the middle of the of the day with the sun shining down on it. I mean, I'll be all right. You, you, now, a couple of you all can ride on Lucille, too. She'll, be, she'll also be all right. That might be quicker. It, it might be quicker, yeah. Alien and Ferris, how about you hop on uh, Lucille here? I'll be all right to walk and, you know, divine some Master Thief or whatever. So he'll be all right, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll figure it out. Yeah, don't don't worry. Lucille's a nice lady. She won't she won't bother you now. She just looks spooky. You said we'll be fine on her. I mean, it'll just it's just the day sun for you. You know, she'll be doing the walker. But the sunlight's reflecting off of the gold. I mean, the the main heat of it's probably just the, the gold itself. We can definitely try and see. Maybe it'll work. But if it gets too hot, we might need to look into something else. Yeah, if it gets too hot, just give her a, give her a tug. You can turn her around. She'll drive back off. She's pretty quick, too. So, like, hold on. But uh, she'll get to be pretty quick. So, just just to point this out, no one else is on that path. Do you think there could be a reason for it? Oh, I, I know there's a reason for it. But we're not like everybody else, are we? Bingo. We're less boring. Yeah, think of the street cred. It'll be alright. I've done it before, probably. Um, question, how loud are you guys having this conversation? Like, just at regular talking volume? Oh, Ricky says everything at marginally louder than regular talking volume. In that case, you guys are starting to gather a little bit of a crowd of those merchants who are, uh, basically has, have stopped business and are starting to basically take bets, uh, at the people that are gathered around here. Oh, yeah? Most of it is uh, how many seconds that you all can survive. Oh, interesting. Don't know who they're fucking. Anyways, uh, yeah, we'll be fine. I want to do a. I guess it would be perception and awareness to kind of figure out who's taking the uh, who's got the highest odds against us, and then from what I can figure out from that build put all the money on us successfully getting across. Yes, it is golden glass. Ferris and Elian are getting on to Lucille. Ricky is going to just walk and, or, or run, I guess. And how is divine going to get over? All right. So is it just straight glass? It is a golden glass from the first stage. So it does have some extra properties to it. Oh, I'm saying, like, is there nothing, like, absolutely nothing on the road? It's just road? It's just road. So my quick insert here is Elion's going to take the other option of going around and not through a field. So if Divine wants to hop on Lucille as well, he can. Yes. Nah. Give me all the glory, Cody. Do it. Think of the street grid. Second question. How many range bands across is it to get to the other side? It is easily at extreme range. So I believe that that is five range bands. 
One of my air anima effects is for five motes, I can use my reflexive move action to leap an entire range band vertically or horizontally without needing to roll and suffers no falling damage for the rest of the round. At bonfire, the power is free. So basically, I would want to play the floor is lava with it. But before doing that, I'd like to use my elemental concentration trance. Not sure what element deciding. Eh, it's probably fire. To establish lore with you for how long you have to be standing on that uh, golden glass surface to before you start actually being set on fire by it. So what is your take on how long that it's going to take before you start being dealt damage? In this case, since you are traversing a full square mile, um, those range bands are more like range bands are very, uh, they're very useful for combat, but for actual movement, it's a little bit harder to like actually parse, parse that out. I would say that it would probably take you the equivalent of like 10 rounds to get over there. If you're using that ability. Gotcha. My thought would be with uh divine using his like general air aspect thing to blow a cool breeze on the ground as he's bouncing over it would probably say take damage every two rounds. Um, so let's assume that rounds are about, uh, in this case are about 10 seconds. Um, so it would be six rounds is about a minute, which, you know, you're basically bleeping off with the power of your anima. So yeah, I can say that you guys could probably get there with the horse and everything. And over the course of about a minute and a half, so, Cody, you think that this thing would hurt you about every 20 seconds? Judging from the stories I've heard of it, I'd say between 20 and 30, yeah. Like, that's long enough to get a good sizzle on my uh, bare feet. I will let you know that it actually uh, systematically takes about a minute before that you start taking any damage. So you do not have to establish a fact to hurt yourself harder. Oh, man. It takes a minute? Then yeah, we totally got this. You want to race? I'll take that bet. Oh, yeah? <laughs> How much you willing to bet there, buddy? Now, see, here's what we do. We gotta start out like we're losing, right? What the fuck? Like, just, we don't know what we're doing, right? Mm. Oh, oh, I see. We gotta, oh, I get what you're getting at. We gotta, we gotta get it with the long con. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Bet that guy over there. And can I do the roll to see who's betting see against who's us a, the hardest? Who's a chump? See who doesn't believe in you guys uh, the most? Uh, yeah, sure thing. Um, real quick question. Uh, I know that Cody has it. Do the other three of you guys have any ranks in breeding? In what now? No, I don't. Uh, there is a merit for dragon blooded called breeding, which basically says how powerful that your uh, bloodline is. It's a social merit, basically. Absolutely not. I am the opposite of having any social quote. Okay, so uh, Cody, that would be a perception and awareness role, I guess, to uh, figure that out. Unless, of course, you want to try. Unless, of course, you want to try something else that you think might also be appropriate uh, with perception. 
No, I think uh, I think awareness is, especially considering that divine's uh, awareness specialization is based on hearing things. I think if he's listening for somebody to say something, awareness is what the character would use. Oh hell yeah! Then uh, since it, it's uh, since you have a specialty with hearing, that would give you an extra die on that. Well, it's with room entry, but the room entry is based around hearing people outside of the room I'm in. But it's not specifically a specialty in hearing. Oh, well, never mind then. But well, I'm just saying flavor-wise, it would make sense that I would go with awareness. The only other one I might choose is investigation, but they're literally the same dice. So, Hey, Brendan. Hey, what? So while they're trying to decide and figure shit out, and figure out how best to get across this and make bets and do all the weird that they're doing. Uh, Elion's already, like, started walking around this thing. Okay, uh, once we conclude this little scene here, I will get something for you, Christina. Uh, but right now, since you're walking around, you're basically kind of watching your crew, essentially, look at taking bets and getting ready to have a have a good old run across the the, the field of gold. Yeah, essentially it's like, okay, they're just going to sit and talk about this for a while while they plan. I'm just going to start going. Cody, you find people who are, uh, they're betting on, no one is really betting on you not being able to survive it. Because of your background with breeding, I believe you have a rank two in it. People notice immediately that you are dragon blooded. So they kind of expect this kind of crazy shit from you. So they kind of just think that I'm like some some street punk. Uh, yes, they do. Kind of have a a they they think that Ricky is just a a uh, a street punk who has a big horse. Um, they do. Uh, so basically, people are taking bets that Divine won't make it across, but the odds aren't like great. It's like a five to one payout. How is the payout for me not making it across? For you not making it across, it's closer to a 10 to 1 payout. (laughs) There is one more. The last one that they're taking bets on, which is a uh, which is another 5 to 1, because uh, given Ferris's description, it is very obvious that she has. If she's not a dragon blooded she has some kind of like mutation about her because of the the bark and everything uh on her since she's a wood aspect so people are kind of putting her in the same uh boat as divine but they're not betting on whether or not that she makes it across they're betting on whether or not that she can hold on to the horse the whole time brendan yep i don't have points in ride but i have specialization handling animals that's fantastic. Is that for your survival skill? Yep. Okay. It sounds like you'll put on a good show then. Brendan, while Cody's trying to like drum up support for the bet, can I attempt to act like some naive, doofy kid who just wants to try his best and have a good show? I want to make them think that I'm some doofus who does, has no idea what he's doing. But yeah, Brendan, can I make a roll to like con guys harder? Yeah, sure thing. What would you like me to roll? That is going to be a manipulation and performance roll. I really, I'm going to spend some XP on my manipulation, but th- I was thinking about doing that, but then I remembered that my manipulation is so shitty, so I can pick more fights by being bad at lying. 
or I'm sorry, manipulation and presence. Performance would be if you're. Oh wait, no, you're putting on a show, right? To I mean, I'm not really putting on a show, but I am certainly like trying to exert my my exert my personality in the situation. So probably more presence. Yeah, I'm gonna kind of like. I want to kind of like, you know, just have like a certain like spring to my step. Like I'm like spring chicken who's like just new to town and thinks this this field looks neato. And I think, yeah, sure, 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 man. I'll, I'll, uh, we can, we can have a race. I'll, I'll try my best. You know, we'll have a great time. You know, you know, just really, uh, play it up. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you an extra two dice for that. Only two. Um, they're kind of looking at you. Um, and they kind of go, they're they're kind of not feeling it and they kind of look in, uh, over to Lucille and go hey man is isn't that your horse yeah yeah that that horse keeps blocking traffic out in the outer city we know that you know what this place is oh so you think i'm a liar then is that what you think yeah man no, no gonna, one comes I'm, to cheer skiro stays for this long and doesn't know what about the field of gold i'm gonna like shove the oh. guy a little bit for calling me a liar who the fuck you think you're talking to which way do you shove him? Like, not into the field of gold, but, like, okay. very adjacent to it, so that he, like, falls and stumbles right next to it. I'm certainly trying to, like, intimidate him a little bit. I'm trying to think. Uh, so you're, you're just pushing him, I guess, like... Strength and presence? Yeah, sure. Strength and presence. That sounds like fun. Okay. I'll, I'll get, uh, for the description, I'll give you an extra two dice. How about this? I have a better idea. Can I use Burning Dragon Mian to... What's that thing where you use two actions at once? Uh, flurry. Flurry, a a martial arts to shove him, and a charisma and presence roll, and not suffer the penalty for doing so. So that I'd be rolling, like, strength and martial arts, and also charisma and presence to, like, flurry them together. Burning Dragon Man lets me do that without the penalty. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. So I'll do the strength and martial arts roll first, and then the charisma presence roll. And plus two to both, they're... Yeah. Yeah. Both of them sound good. All right. So you managed to push this guy in such a way that uh, they basically fall right next to the field of gold. And they're just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, uh, now, okay. what's wrong, buddy? You think this shit's so easy? How about you fucking do it? Huh? Huh? Uh, no, no. Um, you, you think you can make it? Do you think I can't make it? No, no, I don't think I don't think you can. You, you're just huh. uh how much you want to bet on that, huh? I'm going to step between Ricky and the guy, and this is where we start doubling down. Okay. With my friend to all nations attitude, I've spent an hour in Sheroskira, which means I gain a temporary specialty in socializing with uh, the culture we're in. The common folk. And then I'm going to use brother against brother insinuation to make an instill roll to uh, instill a negative tie towards uh, Ricky with these people, giving a rousing speech of this poor excuse of a commoner thinks he can best me in a race up this road. I'll teach him what, uh, I'll teach him what true proper bloodlines look like. Oh yeah? I'll take any bets that I'm going to win this race. How much are you willing to bet on it, peasant? And then use the brother against brother insinuation to make people dislike him and bet against him. Okay. 
So with more people betting against him, uh, do you, I assume you have to roll for that. Uh, yeah, it's a yeah. Let's roll. Let's uh, let's have you roll for that first. Uh, their general resolve as a group is a two. So the more you get, the better it's going to be. Yeah. This is going to be a charisma and socialize roll. All right. And I get the plus one for the specialty with it. So that would be rolling eight dice. Okay. And I'm going to say that since you gave the little speech and everything, that is, uh, I'll give you an extra two dice. And then are there any charms you want to use to pump it up? Quick question. Since I'm driving the crowd against Ricky and we're planning on me throwing this race. Uh, can I use manipulation instead of charisma? Yeah, sure, since you're actually manipulating people. Dope. Uh, Brendan, I have a side question. Um, related, but kind of separate. Are these, like, my people pretty much, or are these, like, the Delson Riders, or, like, a separate cast of them that I am? Uh, these are a different group of people than, than who you are. Okay, cool. When I also spend uh, four motes on loquacious courtier technique to add two auto successes to it. So it's two auto successes and 11 dice. Well, hot damn. And it doubles nines. All right, so that's six, seven, eight, nine successes. Plus the really? two, so that's then 11 successes. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Okay, it's it's time for Brendan to explain to all of you guys that he doesn't understand how the betting odds actually work. I assume that if I say 10 to 1, that means if you guys were to bet 8,000, you would get 10 times that back. If you were to bet 8,000 on Ricky, you would get 10 times that much back. If you were to bet 8,000, oh man. Okay, I just looked it up. So like, uh, so like if you were to bet like... 20 bucks on a five to one bet, you would actually get 120 back because you also got your, uh, your, your original bet back. Yeah. So if you were to bet on a 10 to one odds with all 8,000 yen, you would get 88, uh, 88,000 yen back. Okay. So you're whipping this crowd up to basically bet on you winning versus, uh, versus Ricky. Yeah. And with 11 successes. Okay. Since they know that you're that you're dragon blooded and they don't know what that he is, they actually believe in you pretty hard. They're gonna give you thirty to one odds. Hilarious. Uh and the follow up question of that, can I do a stealth and dexterity roll to reverse pickpocket my walking around money into uh Ricky's pocket so that he can use my money to bet on himself? How much is your walking around money? I don't know, man. I got re- resources three. It's, I'm ass- it's it's an amount. I'm assuming that Ferris has her half of the money from earlier, so I'm assuming I have 4,000 yen. That sounds about right. And Cody, if you give me just one second, I can tell you what your walking around money is roughly. Uh, Cody, your walking around money is uh, that you use uh, on a day-to-day basis is roughly 10,000 yen. Yeah, so I'm going to like slip the drug dealer wad of cash into uh, Ricky's pocket. I'm sure I'm familiar with that. Pocket and like pat him on the ass. Like, good luck, bud. I'm going to so- kick him in the leg to show that we're like at odds. Give a wicked Charlie horse or some shit. <laughs> 
Uh, well, then I'm not going to ask uh, Tyler to uh, roll to give Cody a wicked Charlie horse. I am going to ask Cody to make me a stealth and uh, larceny roll. Hey. What is it? Stealth and dexterity. Yeah, stealth and dexterity. Right. That's the one. Four successes. Oh, yeah. You you can slip that into him uh, very easily. All right. So I think that's enough of a setup. Uh, I'm going to do some limbering up stretches and then get in my most professional cross-country running starting pose. I'm just going to be, sta- uh, be, be sure to have my up. money when we're ready. Oh, yeah. Make sure you make it to the side, asshole. Thank you all for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you liked what you heard, why not give us a follow on Twitter for more updates as to when we'll be releasing episodes. You can also give us a like or review on your podcast app of choice. Just a few quick button clicks and you can help us defeat the dreaded algorithm boss. The theme song for this game was Main Theme by Alexander Nakarada, copyright 2019, used under a Creative Commons license. And hey, for making it this far, I saw that cool thing you did, so have some stunt dice. I'm not your buddy, pal. Why did I know that's where that was going to go? Because it always has to go that way. He's got a name, and it's a good one that I'll tell you as soon as I finish chewing. I literally said I had multiple questions. I haven't eaten any of my wings since we started, so this wouldn't happen to me. Okay, I'll stop I'll stop eating wings for a moment. I didn't have enough points to pick up lore. I'm picking up a dot in lore in a moment. <laughs> just haven't so, picked my points yet. I believe. Let me just double check that. But it is the name of an immaculate dragon. It's one of them. I can't remember. That's why I recognize Gylus. No, I did not want Sister Bliss Google. I know what I'm looking for. It's wood. There's only one S in it, though. Ah, shoot. Fact checking will destroy us every single time. Control F is a hell of a thing, isn't it? It is. Okay. So they're like almost Brit height. Yes. No, they'd still need another like foot lost on them to be Brit height. Womp womp. I, I swear the uh <laughs> the out of character canon as that we post these episodes is going to just show the British shrinking down to atomic size. Eventually, the out of character canon, I will be the size of a pea. Why are you glad you're not my kid, Brit? That is some uh terrifying mom voice you're using there. Because I can roughly tell you the amount of money that you guys need for your goal. Because I looked into how much that uh, that everything goes for with uh, in the game. Uh, for how much you would need to buy a four of one of the things. Because it is conveniently listed in uh, one of the second edition core rulebooks. Nice. Like, this exact situation that we are in is listed which I can tell you right now is about a hundred talents of silver, which is a lot that, that that'll be my homework for the week is uh, figuring out the actual cash money system. Since cash money is actually an important part of this game. It's cause he's small. It is cause he's so small. I just realized he gets doubles on or rolls tens again and double eights when he's performing with me, dude, he is, he is OP. You asked for a rank three familiar. And he's perfect. 
And his giant ass horse. And Lucille, the giant horse. <laughs> yes. The animals have been expelled from my room. They they don't seem to like it. What is your... Oh shit, I'm sorry. I should have given you a chance to declare what dodges and stuff you were going to do. It's fine. I'm I'm reading through. I need to go and do Cliff Notes versions for each of these because there's a lot of stuff for it, each one of these. I do have one that's an instant and it can be activated in response to an attack. But okay. I don't think that's going to help in this case because it just increases my dodge by one. Oh, God, I should have given you the opportunity to uh, stunt that. Because, like, with with that charm and this, it, it is actually a possibility that you could actually dodge. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's fine. I'm going to let it roll as it is, so. Okay. We'll just remember that going forward. They're going up by three because they get one for hitting you and then two for and then they reap two from you. You go, but you only go down by two. I'm still relearning everything. <laughs> and with that, uh, we're going to stop for the night because I realize that, that we've gone like half an hour over. Combat took a little while because I can't remember how to do stuff. It's fine. Combat takes a little while until you get used to it. And we just have to kind of g- either get used to it or remove it from the game. All right, so everyone, welcome to uh, this is, I guess, session four for uh, Like a Dragon Blooded. I hope that everyone's been enjoying your time being criminals so far. Uh, we're going to be calling this uh, this session Brendan Did Math. I know that last, last uh, game, and also in Christina's notes, it is literally saying, uh, Brendan, do homework. Uh, so I did homework, and between, uh, between Christina and. Uh, did you just say, I've done it before, probably? Totally. Did. Perfect. So I had to go and look up some stuff in uh, the second edition core rulebook. Um, lucky me. Should I have picked that up with who my character is? If you want to pick that up, we uh, after game we can go over some stuff and uh, change that around. But if not, don't worry about it. Uh, for Cody's character, it makes a little bit more sense because he is technically... Uh, his character is supposed to be look shy nobility or nobility. Wow. I don't know why I just completely fucked that entire word up. Nah, we get it. Words and exalted are hard. I'm going to use nobility for the rest of my life in this, as his character. 100%. That's the canon I'm establishing with Lord Brendan. <laughs> you guys didn't hear it, but he gave a big sigh over here. <laughs> the biggest of sighs. You're a fucking asshole, Cody. <laughs> Michaela made that meme and sent it to me while she's listening in. Oh, okay. And it was too good not to share with the class. Color <laughs> <laughs> is beautiful, and I love it. Patents of Noble V. <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. Oh, man, that's premium. We're turning Brendan into, like, a, a fucking stockbroker over here, guys. Chiroskiro to the moon. We are training him? Well, to be fair, but you. Dude, I'm about to take your horse and ride off into the sunset and meet up with Elian. You both were on the horse, weren't you? Did you literally miss the whole part where I was like, 
while you guys are sitting and planning and taking all this time. I didn't miss it. I thought you took the horse. No. No, she, uh, Elian is walking around. Oh, well, okay. The plan was for you to both take the horse, but okay. Yeah, no, you guys are taking so long to plan it you out. You could have left with the horse at any time, though. That She also decided she was going to go around in the first place. Yeah. When Cody okay. was trying to decide how he was going to get across. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I didn't know that. 